When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey there. It's me. It's your friend Toby. Toby C. We'll just leave it at Toby C. because I participate in a program of recovery that uh, advocates anonymity. That's why we use our last initial, our last name initial. Hey, welcome to our program, our program of recovery. It's called In This Moment. And I am your host, Toby C. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your your valuable life and just investing a little bit of time listening to me share with you my experience, strength, and hope in recovery. You know, recovery. Recovery is all about living what little life we have left to live. You know, we have a lot of life yet to live. We just don't know how much time we have to live it. So let's, let's stay focused on how to make the most out of what time we have left. So get over your past and the anger and the disappointment and the regrets of your past and stop worrying and being anxious about the future and try to stay calm, as our intro said. You know, stay calm and stay in this moment. This is where peace and recovery coexist. Peace and recovery. Yeah, our show is very much about recovery. Let me get the, the details out of the way. Um, if you ever want to email me, because I probably won't be able to remember this by the end of the program, my email address is tobyc at ihubradio.com. And again, I want to thank John McMullen and uh, the iHub Radio Network here in lovely downtown Palm Springs for giving, giving us an opportunity to carry a message to those who still suffer or to those who are affected by, by the sufferer. Our program today is about overcoming entitlement. And we're not going to talk about overcoming entitlement right now. I'm just kind of getting the warm-up going here. But uh, our subject, like so many topics in recovery, is really aimed at anybody who's suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You're going to hear me talk about drugs and alcohol, recovery from drugs and alcohol, addiction and abuse during this program. But I want you to know our message is very timeless and universal. Our message is meant for all who suffer from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You know, you may be suffering or your loved one may be suffering from a condition which only a spiritual experience will conquer. This program does talk about the 12-step. This radio show talks about the 12-step program. And the 12-step program is very much about experiencing what's known as a psychic change. Not a psychological change, but a real psychic change. And and we might be talking about God during our program. So I encourage you to please, please keep an open mind. We are going to talk about 
overcoming entitlement. We're going to talk about the problems with entitlement. We're going to be talking about the solutions to overcoming entitlement. And uh, if we have time, which I'm sure we will, at the end of our program, we're going to be doing something called the imagination exercises, which is all part of, again, trying to practice keeping the mind open. Trying to practice keeping the mind open. And we will be, we do have two publications that we do reference during this program, um, this radio show. It's the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and its sister publication, The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. And you may hear in some of these quotes the reference to alcoholic or alcoholism. And again, I want you to keep an open mind that during this radio show, alcoholic and alcoholism is a synonym for the sufferer. You know, everybody who's not at peace and is suffering from some form of irritability, restlessness, and discontentment is suffering. And that's who our program and our message and our subject today is tailored to. Absolutely. By the way, I mentioned that we're going to be talking about entitlement. We're going to be talking about the problem with entitlement. And then we're going to be talking about the solution. One of my favorite quotes in the timeless and universal wisdom of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is on page 417. And it says this, When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're definitely going to illuminate the problem, and we're not going to miss a beat. We're going to get right into the solution. We're going to get right into the answer in order to hopefully eliminate the problem. The problem is going to be eliminated once we illuminate the problem. And that's what we're going to be doing today. But I'm here to tell you that so much of recovery is about staying calm. It's about taking the agitated spirit and trying to calm down. The 12-step program of recovery, there are 12 steps in the 12-step program of recovery. A lot of people who, who are familiar with the 12 steps can rattle them off, steps 1 through 12. But I'm here to tell you, many people forget that the 12 steps are defined as follows. The 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to drink and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. That, my friend, is the 12 steps of the 12-step method of recovery. And by the way, there may be 12 steps, but there's three parts to the 12-step method of recovery. And the three parts of the 12-step method of recovery are simply to trust God, clean house, and help others. Those are the three parts of recovery. Trust God, clean house, and help others. And it's all, a, it's all a function of taking the mania of alcoholism 
the demon of fear and uncertainty and expelling it from us. Let me give you an idea what happens when we finally calm down and we trust another person, which is the same as trusting God, if you will. Here's what happens. The grace of God will enter us to expel the destructive obsession. That's on page 57 of the 12 and 12. Then it says on page 64 of the 12 and 12, as they are humbled by the terrific beating administered by alcohol, the grace of God can enter them and expel their obsession. On page 32, referring to step two of the 12 and 12, it says the fact was that we really hadn't cleaned house so that the grace of God could enter us and expel the obsession. That, my friend, is what recovery is all about. It's calming down and opening up our minds so we can open up our hearts and allow God to come in and expel the demon of fear and uncertainty that so many of us suffer from. We're human beings, we suffer. How we cope with our suffering really defines us. And so many of us, so many of us red, white, and blue Americans like to go for the path of least resistance. Drugs, alcohol, food, gambling, compulsive shopping, you name it. But there's nothing like practicing unity. I'm telling you, my friends, if you want to really calm down, I made a recent discovery, and I'm going to share it with you right now. I cannot, Toby cannot calm himself down. I cannot calm myself down. I spent a lifetime of trying to calm myself down using other things and other people. And while I may have achieved some level of calm, it was never sustainable. And here's the nugget of truth that I discovered. The only way to really calm me down is to focus a little bit of my attention on another suffering soul and try to calm them down. There's no guarantee that I'm going to calm the sufferer down. But when I focus my attention on another suffering soul and I try to pay attention to that person and I try to calm them down, I'm given the gift of calm. We have a lot of little bumper sticker sayings in recovery. You know, you can't keep it unless you give it away. I'm here to tell you, you can't get it unless you practice giving it to somebody. And there it is, man. Recovery starts with the calm and the unity. And, and it's all about trusting God. Trusting God is about calming down. And I'm telling you, cleaning house is very much about continuing the calm. And when we're calm, we can overcome something called entitlement. And entitlement, to some of us, may not seem like a, a real bad character defect. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, entitlement is a form of self-centered fear. And it's a one-way ticket to a defective relationship with another human being. So we're going to be talking about the problems of entitlement and how to overcome entitlement and how to move toward recovery here in this moment.
with Toby C. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now on iHub Radio. All right. We're talking about overcoming entitlement. And boy, is entitlement, uh, that's a tough one. Let me tell you the problem with entitlement. Actually, let me tell you where entitlement comes from. Entitlement comes from our instinctive nature. I think all of us, I don't want to get too philosophical with you, but I'm going to. I really believe that we all come out of the womb with a sense of entitlement. It's this desperation, this desperate need to survive. I'm convinced that the two most basic human instinctual needs is the instinctual need to be loved and touched and held. And the other most basic human instinctual need is the instinctual need for security, to feel safe and protected. And out of this, these, these carnal, instinctive human necessities, many of us are given this sense of entitlement, as we should as, as an infant, that defenseless infant. But many of us fail to shed this sense of entitlement. And again, it is, it's instinctual. But let me tell you the problem with entitlement. Entitlement leads to expectations. And expectations, especially when we place an expectation on a fallible human being, invariably we're going to experience disappointment. And if you're not sober and calm and on the wide beam of sobriety when you experience disappointment, also known as an emotional booby trap, then we move into anger and hurt and something called the soul sickness of resentment. And then it starts the long or the short process of cultivating and destroying countless human relationships because people just can't seem to be comfortable around the entitled one. When a human being becomes the battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. That's from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions on Step 4, page 44. Whenever a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. There you go. So if we want to get along with our fellow man, first of all, we got to knock off this instinctual behavior and we got to calm down and mature and grow up. How often have I heard that, uh, that acting out with this immature entitled behavior is just a function of failing to mature and grow up and spiritually develop and calm down. It's a failure. And if we really want to overcome this failure and really calm down, we need to be aware of what's going on. And it certainly is rooted in our instinctual behavior. So there it is. And don't be too hard on yourself, okay? If you feel overly entitled and it makes people around you angry. Because you may be totally unaware of it. You may be suffering from something called denial. So many of us, 
I know yours truly, boy, when I came into recovery, and I don't want to tell you how long ago that was. You know, the only thing that I was in denial of was that I was a taker. I thought I was the mother of all givers. It says right here on, on the 12 and 12, page 183 on Tradition 11, it is more than a denial of self-seeking. Our problem is more than a denial of self-seeking. And when I came into recovery, I just thought my denial was I was just too much of a taker, not enough of a giver. No, it was something much deeper than, than give and take. You know, in the back of the big book, there's uh, the appendix two. It's called the spiritual experience. On page 568, and it says this about denial. It says that he, the self-centered, fear-driven, hopeless alcoholic, he can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. See, denial means being oblivious to the world around us and oblivious about our behavior, our instinctual God-given behaviors, and how we're capable of mistreating people and experiencing shame. Hey, if you're in denial, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Ah, and the beautiful part about after you trust God, cleaning house, is this acute awareness that we get. This awareness of how many people we've been mistreating with our sense of entitlement that we've been in denial of. And I'm telling you, this awareness can be rather disturbing. So I encourage you, if you do use the 12-step method of recovery, I encourage you to stick with it and get the 12 steps over quick. Because once you finish up your fourth and your fifth step, oh my goodness, this acute awareness of all these terrible defects is going to be overwhelming. And the first thing you want to do is you're going to want to get rid of these defects. You're going to want to move through them and discard them. Uncover, discover, and discard. And it happens in steps six through 12, I'm here to tell you. But I'm telling you another thing that happens with this, this sense of entitlement and this awareness is we discover something called fear. You know, fear is what gives many of us human beings this ignorant sense of entitlement. Let me give you an example of, of what we suffer from. You know, the chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear, primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or we would fail to get something that we demanded. Now, there's entitlement in a nutshell, and they talk about fear. The chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear, primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or we would fail to get something that we demanded. On page 62 of the big book, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Stepping on the toes of our, of our fellows. We're stepping on the toes of our fellows with what? With, with our entitlement. And we're not even aware of it. You know, our motives we thought were good, but invariably we found that we placed ourselves in a position to be hurt because we were driven by a hundred forms of fear. 
At once, we commence to outgrow fear. We're going to be getting into the solution now of how to overcome this sense of entitlement. I love it. Page 68 of the big book, how it works. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. It's about calming down and getting ready to be at peace with those about us and with ourselves. We're going to get into the solution. This is Toby C. in this moment. This moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Okay, we're talking about overcoming entitlement. This is a program of recovery, and recovery is about calming down and calming down sufficiently so we can get along with other people and so we can finally get along with ourselves. And calming down from what? Calming down from our character defects. And the character defect that we're talking about today is the character defect of entitlement. And if, and if a person, if I want to overcome entitlement, there are certain things that I can do. See? When I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. I'm going to tell you how to make this, this uncomfortable, unpleasant, overwhelming sense of entitlement go away. How about that? First thing we're going to do is you're going to calm down. And the easiest way to calm down is service work. It's paying attention to somebody else. And it's not, and I'm not talking about just sitting there in an AA meeting like Buddha and being quiet and meditating and chanting. I'm talking about really, no offense, I love Buddha. I'm talking about really paying attention to another person and experiencing Buddha or God or Yahweh or Vishnu, or whatever the God of your understanding is, experiencing that through another person. And it happens in something called service work. Service work. That means doing something for another person. And let me give you an example of some of the service work that I do. Uh, I go to a meeting every morning at 7 a.m., except Sundays. My home group meeting, and it's a meeting. It's an AA meeting. But for you or your suffering loved one, it can be any kind of a meeting. But get to a meeting. Get to a kinship of common suffering. Get to a bunch of people who have the same goals, the goal of calming down, of finding peace. 
and serve these people. Take a service position. Clean up ashtrays outside. Pour coffee. Shave and shower every morning if you're a guy. Shave. I guess women shave too. Every day and, and, and present yourselves. It's called being consistent and being present and being available. Just by being present and available, I think sometimes I'm serving other people. They don't have to worry about me. They're at peace that I really take my, my recovery and God in this program serious. It calms them down. Service work creates gratitude. And gratitude, my friend, is the antithesis of entitlement. The problem's entitlement. The solution's gratitude. And how do we get to gratitude? By service work. And who do we serve? We serve another suffering soul. And where do we find the suffering soul? We find the suffering soul in our recovery group, in our home group, in our kinship of common suffering. That's where we find the suffering soul. And you know what happens when we do that? We overcome this fear. We overcome this fear. We stop worrying. We stop worrying. This entitlement, remember, was a form of subconscious, subtle fear. Entitlement is a form of, of obsession. It's a worry. The most common symptoms of emotional insecurity are worry, anger, self-pity, and depression. I can guarantee you that a lot of entitlement, a lot of self-entitlement comes out of worry, anger, self-pity, and depression. You better believe it. It's about overcoming worry. But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. Where I'm going with this is gratitude and this, this transformation of being the entitled one to the grateful one is about overcoming this worry. Worry is another word for obsession, to obsess about something. When we obsess about our identity and our place in the world, we worry about our identity. It's all a subtle, subconscious battle. And it comes out in the form of entitlement and gratitude. Gratitude. You know, gratitude is the main ingredient of humility. And humility is the main ingredient of anonymity. And anonymity is the, fear of, is the spiritual foundation of all of our principles. So gratitude by service in the fellowship of the kinship of common suffering leads to humility. Let me tell you what humility is. Humility is simply placing God first. And lo and behold, so many of us, including yours truly here, I discovered that when I serve and pay attention to another suffering soul, it's a form of serving and paying attention to a God of my understanding. When I serve and pay attention to another suffering soul, 
it's an immediate and direct form of paying attention and serving my higher power. It's called humility. When I try to pay attention and try to calm down another suffering soul, I'm practicing humility. Page 75 of the 12 and 12 talks about step seven, the transformation. And here it says, refusing to place God first, we had deprived ourselves of his help. Refusing to place God first, we had deprived ourselves of his help. There you go. It's so simple, but it's not easy. If you're like me, who has a lifetime of practicing self-service, this whole idea of paying attention to another suffering soul unconditionally, with no skin in the game, with no expectation. Ah, no expectation. That's the name of the game. You won't have any expectations if you don't have a sense of entitlement. Ah, so when we calm down from this sense of entitlement, we lose this level of expectancy of others and ourselves. And losing expectancy of others and ourselves is a simple definition of faith. Faith in a higher power. Faith in something other than ourselves. Moving away from entitlement means moving away from exclusive faith in ourselves and more toward a faith in a power greater than ourselves. And it's all about humility. Page 72. For just as long as we were convinced that we could live exclusively by our own individual strength and intelligence, for just that long was a working faith in a higher power impossible. And on that same page, it continues to say, as long as we placed self-reliance first, a genuine reliance upon a higher power was out of the question. That basic ingredient of all humility, a desire to seek and do God's will, was missing. I mean, it's like poetry. I got to tell you, this, the 12 and 12 in the big book, I, I love it, and I really feel that there's, there's just timeless and universal wisdom buried into these two publications. By the way, I think I, I read recently that the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous a few years ago was declared by the Library of Congress to be the eighth, eighth most influential publication that shaped our country as we know it today. The Library of Congress has declared that the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, that publication, was the eighth most influential publication that shaped our culture and our values of our country as we have it today. And depending on where you're coming from, that could be good or bad because there's a lot of calamity and chaos out there right now. 
You know, we're going to be talking about that when we finish up this program. We're going to be talking about moving into the imagination and, and calming down. It's all about the calm. You know, some other tools that we can use and that I have discovered in recovery and I've witnessed other people discover in recovery, other tools for overcoming entitlement is acceptance. To just being at peace where we are. You know, that's where so many of us find when we finally calm down and we clean house is this acceptance. You know, God, if I can't have the things that I want, please help me to want the things that I have today. In our attitude, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Absolutely. And there is the solution. The solution is the calm, is the gratitude, the humility, and the anonymity. The anonymity, remember, about paying attention to another suffering soul. Someone that you're not related to, someone that you're not getting a paycheck from, somebody that you don't want to develop some deep and meaningful sexual relationship with, somebody who you have no skin in the game with, that is the absolute spirit of anonymity. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions. And by the way, as a footnote, if you ever get into AA and do the 12-step method, they got these things called the traditions, and I love the traditions. Every single tradition has a hidden little secret virtue in them. And every tradition, every little secret virtue that each tradition holds is a little secret about how to get along with other people. And I often say that my sobriety today is contingent upon my ability to get along with others. If I can't get along with other people and I'm pissing people off with this, this, this unreasonable sense of entitlement and selfish, self-centered fear and worry, I'm not going to get along with people as well as I would like to. And the end result is I'm ultimately not going to be getting along with myself. And there's the solution. Awareness, commitment, the desire to really get better. The desire comes from the awareness and the faith and the love. Those are solutions for, for overcoming entitlement. And we're going to be finishing up this program with something called the imagination exercises. We're just going to be talking about recovery for you or your loved one and trying to move to a place where we can imagine things that only happen in the fourth dimension. They're called miracles. They're called phenomenas. And we're going to talk about them here on In This Moment with Toby C. here on iHub Radio. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed our program thus far today about overcoming this sense of entitlement. And it really is just a sense of entitlement. It's not real. 
I don't think any of us are really entitled. I think we're entitled to, to live in God's grace and to be at peace with our fellow man and to, and to experience everything that life has to offer. That's what I think we're entitled to. Outside of that, um, we need to pump the brakes a little bit. So I want you to just relax for these last few minutes and we're going to try to use our imagination. And if you're not driving, this would be a good time to close your eyes and just try to imagine yourself or your loved one really getting better this time, you know, really really getting it, really being open to the experience of recovery and finally, finally calming down. I want you to imagine your mind opening up to all the possibilities that exist in the world about us. I want you to open up your mind to the fact that everybody that you may encounter today just today, every single person you encounter may be suffering, may be suffering from some hidden secret malady that, that only they know it's their secret. And they're in so much pain. And their pain and their suffering comes out in the form of, of abusive behavior and abusive words. And I want you to imagine that you can get to a place of such peace and serenity that you can view everybody that you encounter as really not being well. And that when they start to act out and say things and do things that are, that are hurtful and harmful to you, that you can actually pause and take a step back and open your mind and ask yourself and ask God, What's going on here with this, this man or woman in front of me? What can I do for this man or woman who is still sick to ask yourself or to ask God? And it's such a calming experience to open the mind and to pause and to try to contemplate all the possibilities of what is going on here at this very moment. And what happens is I want you to imagine your heart. Your heart now is starting to soften up. And your heart is starting to open up. And every person now that you encounter, you're going to allow them into your heart. You're not going to push anybody out of your heart anymore. You're done fighting anybody or anything. You're done. You're done deciding who you're going to dispense or withhold forgiveness from. And instead, you're going to try to experience forgiveness. You're going to try to experience forgiveness with the open heart. You're going to have pity and you're going to have compassion for your fellow man and woman like you never have had before. You're going to have this love for your fellow man. And your job now is one day at a time to try to keep that mind open and that heart open. And don't you 
ever push anybody out of that heart. And in this state of open-mindedness, in a soft, warm, open heart, you're going to remove all the buttons that humanity can push. Nobody will ever be able to affect your self-esteem and leave you wondering, what's wrong with me? Nobody will ever be able to affect your, your sense of pride again and make you think about how people view you. You'll be oblivious to it. You'll be so above it. Nobody will ever be able to affect you financially because you're going to be balanced and calm. Nobody will ever be able to affect your personal relations with other human beings. That the days of unfairly and misjudging people are over now. Everybody, everybody gets a break. The days of of anybody or anything altering your drive and your dreams and your ambitions are over. Providence through AA has put our highest expectations within reach now. You can do anything you want as long as you are calm and you are in God's grace. And God's grace is calm. And nobody will ever be able to tarnish your emotional security. You are going to be so solid and so calm and so emotionally secure because you know that you finally were able to calm down and put your hand in the hand of the man. And the man has taken you out of the stormy sea of life and has taken you out of no man's land and has brought you safely to shore on the shores of recovery. And there you shall remain one day at a time with this feeling that you've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected by your creator. And your sexual relations with your, your companions and your partners now are going to be healthy and balanced. This whole idea of putting a harness and a choker chain on your companion, it's over. Your relationships now are going to become coming from a place of faith and calm instead of fear and hysteria. That's what awaits you, my friend. That's what awaits you. I want you to think about what else awaits you if you really trust God and clean house. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. These are the promises, my friend, and they await you. God awaits you. Recovery awaits you. The next suffering soul that needs your attention awaits you. God bless you, and until next time, this is Toby C., in this moment, only here on I Have Radio.